your place for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. My name is Schmidt, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy. You know him. You love him. Mr. Bro Dinky. Bro, what's up, man? Long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, somehow, I'm still... Uh... Still, still battling this uh, situation I have in my my nasal passages here. Um, I I feel a lot better, but I'm just uh, I'm still just a little bit congested, a little bit uh, phlegmy. So uh, again, apologies for the last time we recorded. I definitely heard that back and, and witnessed some disgusting sounds that came out of me. And I'm a, <laughs> I, I can't guarantee that won't happen again. But just know it's not intentional. It's uh, I mean, it never is. It never no, is. no, I'm just uh, just a wee bit on the mend. But other than that, uh, doing good. You may have seen uh, Nick actually, our buddy Strap Habit, somehow procured some more of those 20 millimeter pink straps. So if you wanted one, you didn't get one. He's got a few left. Um, something to do with the manufacturer had him left over and he just said, yeah, send them to me. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? Hey, um, why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, been doing the November thing, uh, raised a decent amount of money there, which was cool. Uh, got a free watch tossed in from my friends over at right time from Colorado. They threw in a Seiko five as part of the raffle prizes. He's still uh, Matt from under the cuff official mm-hmm. is uh, running a raffle and he's got a, he's got a whole bunch of prizes from like everybody. So go check that out. The tickets are, I think five euro, five bucks, whatever it is. Cool. Um, yeah. Aside from that, just, uh, just working and uh, Doing dad shit, you know, that's that's kind of all there is to it. <laughs> Getting ready yeah. for the holidays, started the Christmas shopping, had a really good Thanksgiving as far as both work and uh, home. Um, did many, 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 many less birds this year. So that was really good. <laughs> my bird I, tried, production, I forgot about that. I my forgot bird about production that. was down 98.7% this year. So I'm very, very psyched about that. <laughs> Oh man, maybe you'll finally enjoy Thanksgiving. Oh again, yeah, you know? yeah. You know, it really wasn't bad. I even got to leave early, so I really can't complain. Um, how That's amazing! How have things been with you? I know you were up in my neck of the woods, and I kind of missed you because I was under the weather. But uh, how, no, how, man, how are it, things? It's all good. Uh, everything's been good so far. Back on the road, traveling again this week. So I'm in a place where it is way too freaking cold. But uh, we are here. It is cold as hell. Uh, but we're going to make the most of it. So on the ro- road recording again, uh, but, but glad to be here recording another episode. I know it's been a minute. Apologies to all of our listeners out there. Um, scheduling and and uh, health and everything has been. Yeah, I was going to uh, say a, com- a combination, <laughs> combination of health, holidays, business travel. There's a lot of things <laughs> to go into. A lot of factors. So yeah, for sure, for sure. But anyway, regardless, we apologize for for not recording. But uh, we're here. We're dropping you a new episode this week, so you will have one for your Tuesday commute. Um, but no, everything's good. I like you, uh, doing holiday stuff, putting up as much decorations as I can. Feels like every single year you have to add another three hundred dollars worth of decorations to what you had last year. Yeah, that's make sure you up the ante even more. Um, but uh, but good. I mean, it's uh, hopefully winding down the travel schedule um, as we go into the. To the end of this uh next month and into the new year so we will see yeah i'm psyched to hit sort of that coast period right like oh. everybody everybody hits that code where you you put the email on like auto respond and you just you're kind of like well we'll handle it after the first all right and like, <laughs> I, I can't wait to get there i mean we're not even in december yet but i'm already in december mode oh 100 i'm with you on that like i've been on i've been in december mode since before thanksgiving 
So I'm just letting it roll at this point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, I guess let's kick it off with some new stuff. Plenty of it. Um, IWC has come out with a pair of chronographs. Uh, this is a mouthful. The IWC Pilots Watch Performance Chronograph 41 AMG. Yep. <laughs> um, they so they've made these sort of uh, in the in a similar vein to the the previous uh, Petronas AMG editions, except these ones they come in either titanium or serotanium. Yep. Cases. Uh, 41 millimeter, 14.8 thick, which is not absurd for a chronograph of that caliber. Um, and it's, are, an in ha- and it's in-house. Yes, so. it is in-house yeah. and uh, it priced accordingly. The titanium is 9800 or 11.7 on a bracelet. Yep. Serotanium 13.7 or 19.9 on a bracelet. A serotanium bracelet is going to run you six Gs, my friend. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quite uh, quite the ask. But, you know, honestly, I think most people are going to opt for this on the rubber strap. I think that's kind of the way to go. Anyway. I think I would as well. Um, but it's nice to see IWC kind of come out with their first, at least in my recent memory, um, their first uh, dedicated motorsport watch. Yeah. Every other single chronograph that they've done for Patronus or for, for anything else has been a big pilot or a big pilot chrono. This is kind of their first with a tachometer scale. And and obviously it's in pilot inspired chronograph. It's in their DNA. But this is the first one that I can think of. That is not a pilot's watch per se, and is more geared to motorsport with the tacky scale. So it's kind of cool to see that. And and the colorway I think is phenomenal. I mean the the turquoise and black is just it's a home run colorway. So yeah, I think they're winning with that. Yeah, I mean I I really do like it. I think it's one of the coolest colorways that's out there right now. It's very hot, um, but uh, I like it. I think the watch is solid. Yeah, I, I like it too. And and I understand what you're saying. It it still very much reads pilot but I, if you squint your eyes at it it doesn't necessarily look like a pilot's watch exactly and that's kind of my point this feels a little bit more automotive enthusiast rather than just like oh look um we didn't really know how long the partnership between us and patronus would last so we just co-opted all of our pilots models and just rebranded them as racing watches when they have no ability to actually use to be functional for racing uh, and now that they do with the with the tachymeter scale, you know, and I, and I know people will say, well, pilot is in the name. Yes, my friend. However, Daytona has Cosmograph in the name and it's a racing watch. <laughs> Speedmaster has speed in the name and it's a space watch. So you tell me. All right. <laughs> it's a good point. It is a very good point. That's right. I like to think so. It's something I've always I've always found that to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite true. It's quite true. Yeah, but overall, I think it's a nice watch, handsome watch, uh, quite pricey. But for I think for those people, especially the, you know, if you, if you got if you got money to be to go to F one and travel around with it, you got enough money to buy an IWC. So yeah, I feel like they're I mean, playing in the right end of the pool. One hundred percent, and and it's not just like a normal Mercedes; like it's an AMG. Yeah, like this is a racing Mercedes. Like these are not cheap cars. So, I mean, if you want to go that way, go that way, get you a cool watch. It's a, it's a nice looking watch and, you know, let it match your car. It's cool. And again, it's titanium and specifically serotanium, which is a ceramized version of titanium. So there's a lot of engineering that goes into the case construction and stuff like that. That's just not your normal fare, um, which, you know, again, as much as I chagrin at the price, I can understand why the price is the way that it is. But uh, save yourself the six grand and just buy it on the rubber strap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, all right, Seiko has a new line of Marine Master out. This is the SJE 099, SJE 101, and SJE, I believe it's 097, which is an LE. Uh, these come in at 39.5 millimeters by 12.3, so pretty nice dimensions there. Yeah. Come equipped with the uh, newer, slimmer 6L movements. And um, these are going to be kind of your bridge between that SJE 62 Moss limited edition that they released mm-hmm. that was like 3500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And your SPB, you know, 140s, which are sort of like the 62 Moss tribute. Yeah. That come in 41. Well, 40 and change. Um, so this is going to be sort of like your bridge between, right? There, This is, you know, uh, uh, supposed to be a movement upgrade. It's a newer movement they just released this year. Yeah. Um, you're certainly going to pay a premium on that. Uh, these come in around 2800 bucks. Yeah, it's not a cheap watch for sure. <laughs> no. And um, so right now they're offering it in a black, a white with steel bezel, and then a mm-hmm. blue bezel with a gray dial. That is the limited edition. I, no, I think uh, the whites are limited. Is it? I thought the silver was the limited edition. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure it's the it's the white is the the limited edition. Either way, you're getting a uh, newer bracelet. Looks really nice. Um, you know, a lot of for a lot of people, the Seiko bracelets are sort of a no go. Um, I kind of prefer mine on a rubber strap anyway. But these look a little more high quality, a little better finished. Um, still no toolless micro adre- uh, adjust or anything like that, even at twenty eight hundred yeah. bucks. But lot, man. Um, you know, it does look like an upgrade from the previous bracelets. And um, yeah, you're getting a, a little bit of texture on the dial, and you're getting a really uh, interesting bezel. Yeah, it's an interesting bezel. I would say that. And they're going to give you that circular date window that I like so much. So I can't really complain about that, even though they really wedged it in there at 430. They oh. they, they wedged it in tight. But uh, so just to clar- clarify, Silvery White Dial is the limited edition, the which commemorates the 100-year anniversary of Seiko. The, the light blue, so it's actually a glacier blue, not gray. Glacier blue and black will be standard production. Uh, that's where I don't understand. When they said silver, I thought they meant silver dial, not silver bezel. So gotcha, gotcha, there you yeah, go. Yeah. It looks yeah, like yeah. a silver bezel to me, but it's it's apparently a very slight blue. So um, I like this watch in the size specs. I don't particularly like it in the style specs. Um, I think the size is great at 39 and a half. I think the thickness is great. I think the introduction of a new caliber is fantastic. Uh, I just feel like co-opting the term Marine Master is a little odd here. Um, just because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the Marine Masters have ever looked like this before. No, you're you're thinking Marine Masters. Well, they've they've had a the 300 is the one everybody knows and loves. It's sort of right. a big boy chonky guy. Then they put out a 200, which was um, very similar to one of their first divers. That was pretty recent, though. Yeah, because the first divers is the 62 Moss. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? So if you, th- you when you think of their first divers, it's a 62 Moss, and then there's yeah. another diver. And the that was the Marine Master 200 that they just released. Got it. Okay. Somewhat recently, they they had it with uh, uh, blue and black, silver, uh, steel bezel. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I believe SP one eight seven one eight five. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's. Uh, I, I just I just feel that there's a lot going on here, um, and I feel like 
had we done a delete on a few like one or two more of these design attributes i think it would have been a much better cohesive design so like i'm not really cool on the paper crimper bezel Mm-hmm. Um, which is what it, it looks like something out of my wife's craft box, you know, that you used to crimp paper. Like that's totally what I picture here. The pinky um, shears. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like those, those little circular wheels that you can use to like cut paper or yeah, crimp it. like that, that looks exactly like this to me. Um, so I could have done without the aggressive serrations on that or that, you know, crimping style bre- bezel. The, the bracelets is a little flashy for me. I like the overall design of the links. But I would have gone for a full matte bracelet versus the 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 PCLs, um, and then lastly, you know, I would have done it without the the horizontal striping. So for me, if you had just changed one or two of those things, so like let's say you go with a normal coin edge bezel and you do a matte finish bracelet, home run for me, um, or vice versa, you do matte finish bracelet and you know the crimpy dial, but you do a a, 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 a you know crimpy bezel, but you do a standard dial. That would be fine too. I just think that there's a lot of different style notes here that they're trying to smash together. And I think it doesn't quite work the way they expect it to. But maybe I just have to see this in the person in, in person. No, I do agree with you. There's a lot going on. And I'm usually not a fan of the um like I'll usually not go for the just the plain black one, but I think the due to those factors, I think the plain black is going to be probably the winner of these. Yeah, I would agree on that. It's just because it, just it feels sort of subdues. Muted. Yeah, it sort of subdues all those aspects just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I like the watch. I like the design. I think the thickness, the thickness, is a step in the right direction. I mean, uh, the other thing too is killing me is the price because I keep thinking of all the OG, you know, prospects models that were like three or four hundred bucks, and you could just get like a banger of a watch for not a lot of money, and now it's just like oh. You don't have $2,000, poor boy? Well, go buy a Seiko 5. Yeah, that is sort of where it's at now. I mean, you, you the days of the $220 turtle are no more. I know, it's sad. You know, I, and that was, uh, you know, that was sort of the Seiko that got me into this whole mess in the first place. But yeah, you know, it, it, it is sad to see that sort of move on, which makes me hope that they'll really open up Seiko 5. I mean, they're they're doing it a little bit. I really like the 38 millimeter models and all that, but I really hope they'll they'll make some more aggressive, more sort of in that vein of when you're thinking the original um like the the alpinists, the the monsters, the turtles, like so some more things in that vein where you could still get in the door pretty cheap and still have a banger of a watch. I mean, the the yeah. newer alpinists aren't absurdly priced. I think they're in like the 5 range. But again, that for five that you used to be able to get, you know, pretty much anything under the sun. Seiko's outside of one hundred Marine Masters and yeah, things of that nature. But 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 those were justifiably more expensive. I mean, it was yeah, better technology, yeah, better movement, better finishing. Totally get it. But now it's like, what what do, what separates this new Prospects line from say a you know unofficial Grand Seiko? You know, sold under the, you know what I'm talking about? When they did those versions of the watches that like had an adjacent Grand Seiko movement, but it wasn't yeah, like finished the, uh, like a S- Grand Seiko. SLA, 017s, 043s, all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what's the difference now? I mean, this is basically that essentially. 
um, but it carries all the the kind of fancy branding that people know and know to look for, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know this is this is kind of where we're at, and I, I don't know if this is necessarily looking at this watch because of all the things we just previously talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if this is maybe a as finished of a product as we're gonna see. I feel like this is probably a transition of sorts. Like that we'll look back sense. on this one. Sense. Like we'll we'll look back on this one and be like, oh yeah, this was the stepping stone to the other one. It, it's not nearly as good, and you could see where they they're going to lose some of this stuff and probably change a bunch of things. But um, I think this is a transition to sort of where we're headed with with prospects in general. Yeah, I mean it's it, and it's they did something similar too with the Presage line as well, right? Yeah, like they're they're elevating it. They're making it more expensive. It's going to be that kind of micro brand mid-tier or, or low-tier into you know entry luxury and uh it's only going to get more expensive but i'm wondering if there's a point where it just kind of climaxes you know where it just like hits a plateau and it's just it's not going to go any further or any any lower um because i think too the part of the problem is that people buy it you know yeah that that thirty five hundred dollar limited edition is sold out everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because you are willing to buy it and spend the money, so it goes like, oh, hell, twenty eight hundred dollars seems like a steal, homie. So why not full cent? So I think it just depends on kind of what we as consumers will allow Seiko to deem as okay based on our purchasing habits, and I think that's gonna that's gonna be the big deciding factor going forward. Yeah. I know no longer is Seiko the the uh, the value proposition it used to be for sure. And I know a lot of people who are under the impression that the the or have been for a long time that the market is due for a correction. I mean, we've seen a small one here in the past year or so. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking back to you know where the ninety five percent of the market is readily available and you know mm-hmm, discounts mm-hmm. on a large amount of watches as opposed to just your what people are trying to move that day type of stuff. So, I mean, that's to be seen. Yeah. But like you said, I don't know if people can keep up with this. No, I mean, I, I can't, I don't know about you, but I can't, <laughs> I haven't bought a whole, I haven't bought a brand new watch all year. And it's, uh, it's waning on me because it's just like, like, what do I want to buy? Everything I want to buy is like absurdly expensive. So it's just one of those things like, do we just wait until the market falls out a little bit more? And then, uh, or or will it not fall out anymore? We'll see. Yeah, I always wonder if that's just just a signal to enjoy what you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's where I'm at. Enjoy that's what you I'm have at. and just wait it out. All right. Uh, up next, we have a new Oris Pro Pilot X. This is the laser dial edition. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, it's got sort of a transitional neat. It's like a blue, green, purple transitional effect almost yeah it looks a lot like the toys you used to get when you were a kid yeah yeah right with like the the sparkle stuff on it um but yeah it's it's in the 39 millimeter case by 12 thick uh titanium mm-hmm. this one is a little more expensive at 5300 bucks um i do think this a is a little bit more expensive what's the, the other one isn't it the is are the other ones in the 40 something so according to hudinky the the laser is 5200 the standard ProPilot X is forty three hundred. Okay, yeah. So you're paying you're paying more for a little. Uh... That's I mean that's a, that's a that's a lot. That is a lot, in my opinion, personally. Um, I love this dial. Yeah, I that's, hate that's I I'm hate thinking. the I hate the watch. I love the dial. I hate the watch. 
I think the dial technology is phenomenal. I think the fact that they were able to create basically a color spectrum using different uh, different types of lasers to essentially carve the dial into a way that can absorb different light spectrums and reflect it differently to our eyes, I think is phenomenal technology. Like, so cool. I would have really loved to see something funky. Like, put this on a Diver 65 and just blow it out of the water. That'd be neat. That would have been so sick to me. I'm surprised the Aquas didn't get this. They usually like to or, do or, stuff or like so, that. Or something Aquas. like that. Exactly. Like, something that's more mainstream, that's more, you know, uh, you know kind of a standout. Maybe that's the reason why they did it, because let's be honest, the Pro Pilot X does not sell. Maybe they had to put this on a fancier watch in their eyes to maybe yeah, help maybe. drive the drive the, the the traction for it. Yeah. Also, Hodinky, get it together. I'm looking at this thing. It says pricing availability. Price fifty three hundred. Right below it. Shop the story. Price fifty two hundred. Which one is it? I mean, we don't need a dog on them anymore. They're they're in a bad. Oh, clearly they don't have the way. staff to update their website. So that yeah. makes perfect sense. <laughs> God. <laughs> The titan of the watch industry might soon fall, ladies and gentlemen. Just be ready for it. <laughs> Timber! It'll be, it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> no, but I, again, I love this dial. I think it's absolutely freaking cool. I just, I hate, I hate this Pro Pilot X. I really don't like the watch. It's, uh, yeah. I, I didn't, I, I really didn't like it when I saw the original, the bigger one that was like 44 millimeters. Yeah, it was like skeletonized, right? Yeah, I really didn't like that one. I like these ones a little better. I like the look of the laser. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not huge on the uh, the buckle clasp. Yeah, and I think maybe that's it. Maybe it's the bracelet because, like, when I look at some of the other pro pilots, like the you know the carbon ones they did for like the firefighters and stuff, like those look cool because you don't have these accentuated crown guards, and I yeah. don't have the integrated bracelet. So maybe if this was on a strap, I would like it better. But I, I don't know, man. It's just it. It just doesn't do it for me. It feels too modern, I think. And this is going to be one of those watches that quickly dates itself based on style. Like when things try to be futuristic, and instead, like things go the other way, and they go like retro future, <laughs> exactly. and then you're like, "Oh, that's from this time," because I could tell exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I I mean I think I think that's kind of the idea. Like I said, I love the dial. This would have been killer on an Aquas. It would have been killer on a on a Diver sixty five. I mean, you could have called it the Divers Diver sixty five Funky Five or something, something cool. You know, like it it would have been much cooler and I think better received on a different type of watch. But uh, I love the dial. The dial is amazing to me. Really good. So. All right. Up next is a watch I think a lot of people have been anticipating. The Longines Legend is now in 39 millimeters. <laughs> so uh, 39 mil case, 12.7 thick. You're getting 300 meter diver, and you have a choice of bracelet, nylon, or leather. Yep. Um, as we were talking about before the show, I find the name midsize to be a little strange because there was a 36 millimeter version of this watch yeah, not yeah, that yeah. long ago so this is like the somewhat midsize <laughs> mid, the mid the mid of the midsize um, yeah. the upper midsize uh but yeah this one's 39 i think it's probably more risk friendly for everybody overall yeah 
like we talk about often, uh, the lugs are a little bit long on these. So this will probably help out a lot. I know I've tried on the the larger Legend. It's a very nice watch. I've always been a big fan of it. Uh, I always like a dual crown case, so I'm a big yep. fan of this watch in general. I love the handset. Um, I think this is going to be able to uh, open up this model to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys that have been listening to the podcast for a while know how I feel about the Legend Diver. It's literally one of my favorite watches I've never owned. Um, and I think maybe this would be the generation to get. Um, I've always been enamored with the 42 millimeter. I always loved it ever since I saw it. Um, the 36 millimeter was very cool, but it was a little bit too small for my tastes. Um, this might just hit the sweet spot. And I think this is kind of the original size, if not, not if I'm not mistaken. Um, which is uh which is cool. Um, but regardless, even if the 42 is the original size. Uh, in the vintage version as well. This is still a very, very nice looking watch. We have a return to no date on this yeah, version as like. well. And we got rid of just a stick second hand for an actual luminous plot there at the end, which I think is a subtle difference that will have a great impact for this watch overall in terms of legibility and usability. So um, it's a home run for me. I love it. This one, according to what I'm reading on the website, is slightly more expensive than the standard um, of the uh, older Legend Divers. So I'm wondering if maybe there's a slight movement change or or difference uh, in price point, but there is a difference in price between the larger size and this 39 millimeter. So interesting that that's the case. But regardless, uh, very, very good looking watch. And this to me um, is kind of like the perfect partner watch. Like if you and your significant other collect watches together. Yeah, I can um, see it. This would be a great size where both you get, of you, guys you get the could, blue one and just yeah toss it back and forth. Yeah, because I think the thirty-six millimeter was cool for most guys in idea because like oh it's thirty-six millimeter, but when you put a thirty-six millimeter diver on, it feels like a thirty-four millimeter diver. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So this I think would be a much better sweet spot if you were to share it, um, with a significant other. Do you happen to know if the other uh, previous generations were chronometer? uh i do not know and this one is I this think. one is yeah so that yeah. might explain the price yeah. tag i know i'm pretty sure this is three thou flat um i think it was three thousand i think i read three yeah i'm looking in euro so i don't know what it is in, in usd so we'll say it's three thousand yeah but looks good. Bracelet looks good. I actually really like it on the nylon. It looks uh, the pictures at least they have look really good. The blue NATO looks yeah looks sick. Looks quite looks good. really looks really really nice. Yeah, the blue one I think is the is the way to go. So if Santa's listening, <laughs> I'll take a, a I can't blue afford shit. Diver, so you might as well just drop it for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The blue legend diver is what I'll be taking this year, uh, Santi. All right. While we're on blue, uh, Doxa put out a watch, especially for Dubai Watch Week. This is the Doxa uh, Sub 300 Beta Siddiqui Edition. Siddiqui uh, being a retailer, Siddiqui and Sons, uh, over in the UAE, I believe. Uh, this mm -hmm. is a 50-piece limited edition. It has a blue mother of pearl dial, which is a really nice touch. It's got a dark blue bezel. I think it's a really nice looking watch personally. It, um, it's it, a ceramic it nice. insert. I don't know what this goes for. I can't even find a price on it. And I don't think it matters anyway, because it's only 50 pieces. So uh, 
nothing really to say there. But other than that, I think it's really nice looking. <laughs> yeah. So price is 2,980 euro. Oh, really not bad. So not too bad at all. I mean, technically the sub 300s are usually very well priced. Um, but I, I love this watch. I really, 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 really do. And I'm hoping, because I know uh, Docs has been teasing something, should be dropping next few days. Um, maybe we'll get a more commercialized version of something like That's this. That's what I was thinking too, yeah. Which would make sense. You know, you drop out kind of a special edition at Dubai Watch Week, you get some coverage, people like it, and then you come out with a, a very similar version uh, with maybe a, a slight colorway change or something like that for, you know, everywhere else. Um, cause this blue mother of pearl dial, I'm not one for mother of pearl personally, but I would be one for this one because yeah, it nice. looks, it looks like the ocean. That's what, it, that's what it reminds me of. It looks like ocean waves. It gives a little bit of iridescence without feeling or coming across too feminine, I think, cause that's kind of a fine line with, with the, with when you do mother of pearl. Yeah. But, uh, this one I think came across very, very well. I like the masculine feel of it. I think it's a nice kind of subtle touch that that is evocative of something cool like the ocean and uh overall i think it's i think it's a home run but you guys know where i feel on doxa so no no surprise there but very cool watch yeah i think the mother of pearl works here i i was i was always puzzled when like zin did mother of pearl because i'm like you have hyper masculine watches super hyper you know like toxically masculine watches <laughs> and like i don't know who's looking for okay mother iwc <laughs> but it just it never really made sense to me this i think it looks good i think it fits i think it's uh it it, it works in this context yeah. so yeah yeah i think so too i think so too okay. all right moving on to the affordable high horology category um <laughs> people over at fred constant or frederick constant for those who are counting have released a slimline perpetual calendar watch for under 13 grand which is kind of nuts <laughs> oh my uh, god pretty much your uh, typical perpetual calendar setup with a moon phase 42 millimeters 12 millimeters thick for all that for a perpetual calendar and an in-house movement yes okay, and an in-house so. movement granted it's only 35 pieces but i mean this is getting out of hand like what's what is in the water lately with these brands doing tourbillons for reasonable prices for a turbine at least uh you know perpetual calendars in that range we're seeing some pretty crazy stuff nowadays yeah it's it's a cool watch and and this one is one of those i think it's it's a sleeper piece it's designed in collaboration with um with speak right uh, yeah peter speak of of formerly you know speak marin um before he was ousted from his own company which is a horrible story but that's a story for another time but an incredible english watchmaker you know, classically trained, very, very cool. This is a this is one of those cool watches. I mean, for me, I think a subtle strap change is in order here. Yeah. Because it's kind of like on a textile-y, sporty strap. Yeah, we, weird choice. Weird choice for straps, but I can see where the colorway makes sense with the with the dial. But you're getting a skeletonized perpetual calendar manufactured by an incredibly well-respected watchmaker in the industry for Frederic Constant at under thirteen thousand dollars like i don't understand this th th these things should not make sense no not at all i'm just i'm just waiting for the frederick constant um collaboration with what's his face um 
uh, Elaine Silberstein. And I was then like, we'll, Max Booser? <laughs> uh, no, Elaine Silberstein, and then we'll come full circle. Okay. Maybe I'll finally be able to afford one. <laughs> yeah, but they've. It, it's just amazing that we're able to offer these at this, you know, this price point. It's nuts. It's I mean, it's it's not even fathomable. I mean, but they're they're doing it, and it's not like it's a hideous watch, and it's not like it's grotesquely large. It's just well proportioned. It looks nice. It's it's definitely Frederick Constant style, modified for a little bit of a more of an edgier take, but it's sexy. I'm sorry. I think it's fantastic looking. I mean, it's definitely interesting, to say the least. I mean, it, it, it's a feat. It's a feat in itself, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Either they're doing something either they're doing something to, to get the price down or everybody else is just overcharging like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to find out. No, I don't, I don't want to find out either, right? How, how the sausage is made. Yeah, let me live in ignorant, ignorance. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right, last up. Uh, Unimatic has teamed up with High Snobiety to drop a an array of Mickey Mouse watches for the 100th anniversary of Disney in case you've oh, been looking God. under a rock and haven't seen that it's the 100th anniversary of Disney lately. Um, so you have the Modelo Uno Diver, Modelo Due Field, and the Modelo Trey Diver Chrono. And each one features Mickey in some way, shape, or form. Uh, they come in at... Just, just some kill of, me. Yeah. Just they, kill me. I can't. I just can't. I can't anymore. Unimatic, please, for the love of God, give us something new. Please. That's that's all I'm asking. This is just getting... It's disgusting at this point. I... Don't even call yourself Unimatic anymore. Just call yourself the collaboration whore. And we'll all be on the same page. At least we know where you stand. It's horrible. Maybe the name Munimatic has something to do with it. Maybe it's like one, like we're only going to give you one batch of watches and that's it. <laughs> For the rest of time. We'll be, but I mean, hey, you know what? There's something to be said about consistency, right? They produce the same watch model like Rolex for 70 years. Uh, so they come in anywhere from uh, 1300 to 850 depending on which watch you get. Uh, the Chrono has a VK64 Seiko movement in it. Uh, the Autos have a Salita 200. And probably all sold out, I'm sure. I mean, maybe. it's. I mean, High Snobiety is a hypeware brand, so that could have happened. But I don't necessarily find any one of these particularly attractive. Nope, I don't either. I don't either. And uh yeah, I mean I don't know. I don't Let's know what see. to make of these. They're just they are what they are. <laughs> I mean, look, somebody's gonna buy them. People like the hypeware stuff. I, I just I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. And I'm at that point where I'm just like, why are we focusing on this? Like, why is this a thing in the industry right now? Yeah, and this isn't the uh, the only character watch situation we've seen recently. Um, we we see this kind of often, which is strange because 
I find watch people will buy character watches as a quirky watch. I don't find randos who want a character watch. Like like Joe Schmo off the street who doesn't collect watches. I don't see him saying, oh, you know what I need is a watch with Mickey on it. <laughs> Wait, you don't? I don't know. Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong crap. <laughs> Could be, man. Could be. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I, I just, I think if you're going to get a character watch, you get the one and done. But there's really only been like one solid character watch. And like, that's the original Mickey watch. Like, okay, that's it. We're done. No more. But now it's like there's just character watches from all these different brands, from all these different things. And it's just, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And to me, I just wondered to myself, who the hell is buying this stuff? Right, because somebody, some focus group has to say these sell, we have to make them. And if that's the I case, mean, are they selling? I really don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't either, to be honest with you. Like Timex but, slathers the peanuts and all over everything. And I, do they sell all that? I don't know. I mean, in Unimatic, that's all they do is character watches. Like we've had the SpongeBob watch from them. But don't forget Cartman. We've had the Cartman watch from them. We had a Disney Fantasia watch from them. I don't oh, know if yeah. you caught that before. And now we're having the Disney 100 uh, LE from them. I'm just like, man, when does it stop? When does it stop? It, it, it just, I don't, I don't get it. And not for nothing, like I, lo looking at these three, there's also integrating your character if you're going to do a, a character watch integrating your character in like some sort of a either useful or interesting way goes a long way like these three just looking at them like they're kind of mickey's just slapped on like he could have just been tossed on yeah. any which way like sort of haphazard like yeah let's just toss him over here yeah and just this one will put his whole head why not he's looking up what is he looking at i don't know You know, he's just he's just blasted on there. Here you go. No, because it's a, it's an afterthought. That's really what it comes down to. It's an afterthought. It's just a way for for a brand to say, "Oh, we did a collaboration. This is how our our lazy art team decided to incorporate it into the design." And that's it. You know, if you're going to do a Mickey watch, at least do it with the freaking hands, okay? <laughs> the old school way, you know? Like let's let's be honest. Like that would be cool. This is not cool. It, it's just not. I don't. I don't think so. You know, and I I kind of find that to be a a pretty fine line, a pretty tough distinction between cringe and cool as far as character watches go. I mean, yeah. we've seen a lot in recent memory. I mean, we've seen uh, Ralph Lauren brought back the polo bear. We've seen a lot of Disney. We've seen anime with Naruto and whatever the hell else, Pokemon. We, for some reason, Popeye pops up every once in a while out of the blue. I don't know what the obsession with Popeye is. I mean, I, I, I liked his cartoon as a kid, but I like his, is he, is he a watch like, is he like Snoopy? How Snoopy's like big in, in the watch community? Popeye just close second. No idea. No idea. Honestly, I have no idea. I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, I ate spinach. Like, cool. It gets big. Eat your spinach, boys and girls. But I mean, other than that, I don't really know the relevance to to watchmaking. I don't. 
And that's I think that's the other aspect of, of the character watches for me that I don't understand is like where is the connection? Where is the tie-in? Right. Like I understand how Snoopy wound up on the Speedmaster because he's always had ties to NASA. Like it you could connect the dots. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's 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 a it's a great story. I mean, the Snoopy and NASA relationship is a great story, and Omega pays tribute to that by putting Snoopy on the watch. That's a whole story. There. That's what I'm saying. You could connect the dots there and say, All yeah. right, I understand how he got here. I mean, we, we talked about the ProPilot X, and I know you it's on your list of watches to talk about, so I'll just go ahead and bring it up. But the Kermit, right? Yeah. I heard in an interview from the CEO of Oris, international CEO, about where the collaboration came from. This was his answer. Well, we're both in the entertainment industry. And we both want to make people smile. Okay. That is how they justified producing an entire product range around Kermit the Frog. Is because Oris wants to make people smile as a whimsical, kitschy brand. And so does Kermit as a Muppet that is not even relevant for modern day audiences. I mean... I'll ask you, bro, when was the last time your kids watched the Muppets? I don't think I've ever exposed them to the Muppets. And I, I also find it funny that Muppet is an insult internationally. People Didn't call know you that? Muppet. People call you a Muppet. It's not a good thing. Didn't know that, but I will yeah. I'll check that, that out. Next day, if, you, if you ever have to travel abroad, pay attention. Muppet. But, but <laughs> here's the thing. I try to put on the Muppets for my kids. They're terrified of these creatures. They don't know what the hell they are. <laughs> They're scared to death of these creatures. Like, what is a gonzo? Nobody knows. But you know what? It doesn't matter. But the idea that a global CEO of a brand sat in a product design conversation and was like, yes, this is the way we're going to go. We want to be taken seriously as a watch manufacturer making $5,200 titanium laser-dialed watches. This is how we're going to make sure we stay on top of the game. We're going to make a version with Kermit on it. How can you be taken seriously? It's a little out there. It, it, it's ridiculous. Again, hard, hard to connect the dots in that respect. But but that but that's my point, right? It's like where does the connection come from? And the thing is, in no way, shape, or form does the marketing ever communicate where the connection comes from, other than the fact that it's a thing that people recognize. And to me, the only justification for it being there is completely a money grab. I mean, it 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 was. It was a little weird for me, especially given that Kermit sort of already has his own folklore in a different watch brand. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, yeah, of course. Didn't even think about it like that. Never even considered that, but 100% that makes sense to me. Right, too. I mean, it's it's kind of like the those those Timex. Yeah, the Timexes. It, it's not it's not really it's not really your thing. You know? Yeah, and it's just sad. It's like, "Oh, this is my Timex Q." root beer because i can't buy the real root beer I'm like that's kind of sad and not to not to hate on anybody that has this watch but i'm just like 
where where does that history come from? It's all manufactured. Yeah. And 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 so you know, one of the Mickey watches from Heist and the Body is already sold out. Oh, nice! At uh, one thousand one hundred and fifty pounds. See, and that's how Seiko says, "Why not twenty eight hundred? Let's do it." I mean. <laughs> You're not wrong, right? That's what they're like. <laughs> they're like full send. Yeah, full it's send. Unimatic, Unimatic is doing it. Full send. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a it's a weird place. This is why Rolex said we don't need to make watches for these people anymore. They can't I, have them. <laughs> you haven't earned the right because <laughs> you've you, not you, earned you, the right. You're playing. You're playing in ridiculous pools over here, my friend. We've rev- we've re- we have revoked your ability to to wear a watch. We don't want to be in your collection next to that. I mean, and, and think about all the other ridiculous character watches we've gotten. I mean, you had a whole list, so why don't you go down your list? Well, just I was I was trying to think, sort of springing off of that last release, right? We we've seen, um, I mean, AP doing superheroes, garbage, Spider Man, Black garbage. Panther, first of garbage. All. Why? Uh, yeah, why? I mean, given who you are, you really don't need to be doing that. And and this honestly, and this is my hot take. Um, I honestly believe that that's why the CEO of AP was 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 uh, stepped down <laughs> because he brought this this dumpster fire to the world, and they're like, okay, you have lost all sense of reality. We need to go a completely different direction than whatever the hell you just released to the world. In two versions. Okay. Now, again, you could have done a cool collaboration. You could have done a full, you know, blacked out AP Royal Oak with a purple tapisserie dial, purple rubber strap with some accents, you know, from Wakanda or whatever. And that, that would have been cool. You know, it just been a tie in. But to put him on the freaking dial... With the most absurdly placed tourbillon yeah, on planet Earth. Tourbillon. I'm just like, did nobody think that this was a mistake? And then to replicate it in the same fashion with Spider-Man, which they had to purposely change the orientation <laughs> of because of the backlash from the first one. Did nobody think that this was a mistake? There, that has to be the reason why he's gone. And they're like, dude, not only are we going to replace you, we're going to bring in a woman from a completely different industry. Because whatever you came from or whatever you're doing towards the end of your tenure did not make sense at all for the brand. Hopefully so she we can need to make a ship. complete one. Yeah, we need to make a complete 180 on everything, which I can't blame AP for. No, I, you know what? Honestly, I, that might not even be a bad move because, I mean, realistically, you think, I mean, AP is very much in the... I mean, they're not a fashion watch, but they're very fashionable. You know, they're they're very popular among celebrities and things like that. So, you know, maybe a, a little feminine touch might be good for them in that regard. Maybe somebody who's a little more in touch with style and less in touch with Marvel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I guess, you know, that's that's to be seen. But I guess once you've hit... Uh, rock bottom in that regard. I guess you really can't go much lower. So, 
I mean, I think that that's the idea. Nothing but nothing but good luck to her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like I was, I was talking about Popeye. I've seen Popeye on Invicta. I've seen Popeye on the some Bamford collabs. I don't really know where the Popeye comes from, but at least I got to say, at least they use his best feature in his arms, right? If yeah, you're going to use yeah. the arms, you use the arms to tell the time. I, it makes a little more sense. Yeah. I just don't know where Popeye came from. They were just, somebody's like, Popeye, hell yeah. Again, just like why? Um, we've seen the Romain Jerome Pokemon watches. I don't know if you remember these. They were, he had a Pikachu one. He had a sort of a, Dial with all bunch of Pokemon the, on it. They gotta catch a mall like, dial going for like 200 G's. It's yeah. just like, why? <laughs> They're just ugly. They're ugly watches. I don't want them. Like, it, this, this was not needed. Like, and it was funny because I, I, I made a post recently and, and uh, joking about um, starter watches, and somebody wrote Hello Kitty watch. And I go, but my friend in this industry, that could be a 10,000, that could be a $10 watch. Or it could be a hundred thousand dollar watch. Yep. And people were like, "Oh, that's true." I'm like, "Yeah, I know it's true. It's the sad state of affairs. Like that, that's uh, I mean, that's the yeah. going rate." I mean, this is this is the world of, of of hype culture and collaborations and things that don't make sense. Like, why does Tiffany and Nike need to create shoes? It's all hype wear. Like, Who needs all... a furry blue basketball? I, exactly. <laughs> like, what <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like the Omega Swatch, Moon Swatch. Okay, totally get it. Literally the perfect name, the Moon Swatch. Like it, it, it fits, you know. Beaver Moon, definitely. Now, whatever the hell that dumpster <laughs> fire was. <laughs> again, I just can we just keep the OGs, please. And stop just denigrating them with this ridiculous stuff. Like, please, for the love of God. What the hell is a beaver moon? So I had to look this up because I was curious. And it turns out that the beaver moon is symbolic of the animals that have put away stores of food for more or less the winter, whether it's hibernation or whatever. For some reason, the beaver is symbolic of this. I don't know why it has goes back to the farmer's almanac, I guess. But regardless, man. They, Even if that's true. Yeah. You didn't have the, to pick it. You didn't have to pick it. What the hell does that have to do with the boots watch? I mean, I, I, I don't. I Well, they've, they've been rotating on. Each full moon has some silly I, theme to it. Although I apparently. It. I get it. Apparently, the blue moon was the sturgeon moon, and they skipped that one. Not that I think it would have made a difference, but at least it's sturgeon's a cool fish as opposed to a beaver. Could have tied it into caviar. Could have been neat. I mean, but just beaver, dude. Beaver. The name Beaver Moon alone is enough to be like, guys, guys. <laughs> let's just make it like the the Harvest Moon or something. Uh, I don't know what. Make some make some name up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Big Beaver Moon, baby. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. When I googled uh, it, all the articles have really good names too. They're all like, "Witness the full Beaver Moon tonight." Like. <laughs> It's so bad. I mean, I will say this though: how they subtly incorporated the idea of a beaver 
into the second hand was actually kind of cool oh, with the with the chewed away the chewed log. away yeah. yeah okay that was kind of cool and then i don't know if you notice that like when it looms up like it makes like beaver teeth like on yeah, the second I did, hand i did see that i was like okay that's cool but like why how did this pass from again speaking of character watching this was this was not even directly related to the topic today and yet here we are with another character thing it's like how did that go from concept conversation to prototype to like full production well at least they didn't put the angry beavers on it you know i would have felt more okay <laughs> with that actually as a 90s kid myself i would have been totally okay with having the angry beavers on there <laughs> a little slice of nostalgia would have been okay and at least it would have made more sense than just the beaver moon <laughs> but you know what the joke's on us because they're gonna sell out of every single one of these beaver moons every day well, at least it'll be a fun thing for somebody who buys that. You'll at least like every time you have it, you'll just have a, a chuckle. <laughs> and like if you ever run into a, a watch during the wild, you'll just have like a, if you know, you know, moment like <laughs> Beaver Moon. <laughs> that is the one watch interaction we could all hope to experience one day in our life. Like, <laughs> I like your Beaver Moon. But anyway, I mean, character watches just. A lot of horrible ones. A lot again, of ones that are okay, though. Well, like like we were just talking about, though. I think I don't think you necessarily have to feature the character to get away with a decent tribute to a character. I exactly my point. Like exactly you can you you could put them on there, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you could put. It might just be a handset. It might just be like you could you could have done Mickey with the gloves, and people would have known if you put. Let's say you put the gloves at the end of the the hands. Yeah. People yeah. wouldn't know, right? Everybody knows. Like they're, 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 yeah, they're they're too iconic not right? to, right? You could use the ears only. People would have known. Like it, it, that would have worked. Uh, what comes to mind, for example, is the uh, somewhat recently Swatch put out a, a Simpsons watch, which just the pink, mm -hmm. the signature Homer donut. Yeah, which my kids love, by the way, from Seven Eleven. Um, yeah, the signature pink Homer donut. It's got a bite taken out of it. Like everybody knows what that is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's right. it's too it's too iconic. The, the art style, right? I didn't have to. Nobody had to put Homer Homer's head on the dial or his name. We knew what it was. Yeah, I you know yeah. I find that it, at least it's playful. And and right? to it's me, subtle. And, and to me, that's a great execution because although it is whimsical, although it is playful, it is one of those things that people will see, and it will be a natural conversation starter. Be like, oh. Is that like the Homer Simpson donut? You know, because people recognize it. Like Matt Growing's style is just, it's iconic. You know, whether it's, whether it's Simpsons or Futurama, like he has a very specific style and it's just people notice it. And when that watch came out, I was like, <laughs> I'll never buy this, but I think it's funny. You know, at least it made me laugh, unlike yeah. the Beaver Moon, which made yeah. me just like facepalm. It, it, it would be a fun like gag gift watch, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I don't think you necessarily have to slap somebody on the dial to be successful in that regard. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, one Mickey Mouse watch that I really do like uh, is one that uh, Gerald Genta put out. Yeah. It's not a Gerald Genta watch. It's a, I believe it's a retrograde watch. And it's, it is. It's yeah. got Mickey. He's in the middle. He's kind of dancing around and he's got one arm. And it just goes across sort of like rainbow over the top of the watch. And that's how you tell time. 
and that's it. And it looks good. It's it's not overdone. It's not silly. He's incorporated nicely into the complication. Uh, you know, there's not a ton happening to be distracted with. It's it's just simple. This and, execution of it, I don't mind. And and I like it because they also went with the original like design of Mickey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a more contemporary version of this. Um, in the sense that like there's more more recent ones, but the original yeah, I, I, some of them are a little more busy, which I'm not yeah. huge on. The original is like the original art style of Mickey. It is a jump hour with a retrograde minutes. Yeah, that's it. Like so freaking cool. Now they made other versions where he's like playing golf or playing yeah, soccer. soccer. Yeah, that's what yeah, dancing. You know, there's other versions that are kind of more recent, if you will. But the OG is a retrograde minutes original Mickey design where he's got the white face and like the solid black eyes, you know, the old school, like original design. And that's probably honestly, if I could find any Genta Mickey, like that's what I would get. Yeah. I would just go OG with it. You know, and similarly, I do like the Snoopy Marlin, the original one where he's yeah. or the one that everybody I think knows the most, which is, him in the sort of combat ace outfit. He's got the the goggles on the head with the the flying cap and the scarf, and mm-hmm. he's just standing there and just his side profile, and that's it. And he's chilling. Yeah, and, and that yeah, was yeah. the one I saw that I was like, oh, this is a neat little tribute to, to Snoopy. And then they started doing other ones with, you know, Woodstock, and they got one where he's typing on, I think he's typing or he's playing the piano. I can't remember. I think he's typing. But like they, there's a whole bunch of them now, and it's it's just like okay, here's another one, here's another one, and then they started slapping him on the cues, and now he's on like uh, a whole bunch of like holiday themed ones. And all yeah. right, like I, I know Timex and Peanuts, they do a lot of stuff together, but like this original, you know, Mickey flying, uh, Mickey uh, Snoopy flying Ace was a cool tribute, Marlin. And again, he's yeah, just on, yeah. he's just at the six o'clock, you know, he's yep. got center pinion, neat. You know, it's 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 very simple line work. Yeah, it's just it just look a, looks like a sketch. Yeah, it's 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 just simple enough to to not be overwhelming. It's a nice tribute. It's a classy watch. I like this. Like this was a cool execution, man. Right? Yeah, I've always I've always wanted a Marlin. I don't know why I've never pulled the trigger, but I have always 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 wanted a Marlin. And just having that simple iconography of such an incredible character and just a very timeless you know, execution of him, I think is, 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 is quite cool. Um, but yeah, the only other one that I, uh, that I could say that I would really like as well is there was a small LE version that they did. It was an all blacked out Marlin and it had, um, a red second hand and Snoopy was in his space helmet. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It was, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I think uh, Warren and Wound wrote an article about it back in the day, but uh, it's a white dial black PVD case or DLC case. Oh, I do remember it now. Yeah, white yeah. dial. Yep. And just so clean, red secondhand. That's what I remember. I remember it being very clean, very um, sort of uh, just uncomplicated. Yeah, I mean, it honestly reminds me kind of like an of a, like a deconstructed like speedmaster alaska project you know what i mean like just white dial red second hand and then snoopy's in his space helmet but he's in he's in negative so he's all blacked out 
and you just see the outline of him basically. And that's uh that to me was just a really cool collaboration, just very subtle, very well done. And that that to me is a perfect type of character watch where it's not too attention grabbing. It's there if you if you notice it. It's a cool conversation starter. But the average person is going to have no idea what the hell it is. And I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And the only one other one I could think of that I was like, all right, I would consider wearing this. And part of it is, uh, you know, a little um, favoritism because uh, I, I am the creator of this watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you remember, Tag put out the Mario Kart. Uh, yes. Formula yes, One. Yes. Right. Now, one of them was a tourbillon. It looks a little ridiculous. It's got a lot going on. The other, however, was just a three-register chronograph. It's got Mario going around one of the subdials. Mm-hmm. And then the the date wheel has some different power-ups and stuff, the star, the bullet. And that's it. It's got a checkered, checkered dial. I could do without the Mario Kart on the bezel. <laughs> and I would probably change the strap, but I could see myself actually just, I could see myself wearing this and not being embarrassed. Yeah, for sure. Like it's a cheeky, cheeky nod. And like I said, I, uh, I, I might've had input on this somehow. I mean, we'll, we'll around, never know definitively. Way. But Either way, way, I got the, t- I got the date stamp on it. All right. I got we that do, suggestion in way ahead of time. And this thing we came do, out. So. We did. We did. We did. That was such a fun episode. And then I, I'll never forget when it actually came out, you and I text each other like, did this, no. did this happen? Yeah, that was that was uh it's that like was one playing those, me, bro. That was one of those crystal ball moments that will just uh it's they just live rent free in my head, you know. Um but yeah, no, that was that was a fun watch. I remember I, I the Torbion one was a little bit ridiculous. It is um with the spinning, you know, bomb and all the other stuff on it. But uh overall, I think that was playfully done especially because there's the racing aspect of Mario Kart, the racing aspect of, of the Formula One from Tag. Okay, I get that. There's a connection there. At yep. least there's a logical connection, right? Um, but these other things, it's just like where they don't have a connection, There's no, it doesn't make any sense. Like what is the collaboration? Nobody knows. Uh, that's where I start getting really perturbed because I'm like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing here? But you know what? It's okay. Somebody's going to buy it. Somebody's going to love it. And somebody's going to feel like it is their prized possession. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And uh, unless it's a Black Panther AP. Yeah. In which case, just <laughs> get out of here, LeBron. <laughs> Hang it up, old man. Yeah, you know what's funny though? All the prices are coming drastically down on those, which is fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, talk about off-brand. Like <laughs> I I will never I will never forget the uh, uh when the CEO of AP, the former CEO of AP, like did this whole thing where he like walked through like this like lofty area. I don't know if it was at the AP you know, headquarters or not, but he's like walking to this loft. And I think Kevin Hart was there or something like that. And that's when they unveiled like the the <laughs> the Black Panther watch. And I'm just like it's an exciting new collaboration between AP and Marvel. And I'm like, what? I was like, you know your target demographic is like 10 years old, right? Like who who's buying APs that are also into Marvel? 
was like, yeah, this doesn't uh, make sense. Like teenage Bitcoin millionaires. That's about it. So, I mean, I, I, I guess, but damn, bro, that is a stretch. That is a big, but we stretch. call that a, a niche market. Niche, my God. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> niche market. Ugh. Okay. All right, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I think I think that's all I got as far as characters go, but it's just it's it was something that's sort of been in the air recently, and, and we've seen a fair amount of it. Way more than I thought. When you were like, "Yeah, we're gonna do character watches for this episode," I was like, "Oh my god, there's a lot." <laughs> we're gonna talk about the same one for half hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's way more than I than I remembered. So. So yeah, you know, if, if it's if. They got your guy, rep him. But uh, aside from that, I don't know. You know, I I, I think, like I said, it, it's kind of a fine line between cool and cringe. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. So, uh, yeah, I guess until next time, we'll catch you episode 106. Till then, Smithers, I will see you later, my friend. Deuces. Later. Later.